right. This is Matt Vincenzi from Golf WRX. I'm joined by my colleague at WRX, uh, Jason Daniels, who is one of the hosts of the Lost for Words podcast, who's coming off a pretty hot, hot run with a couple winners in the last two weeks. Jason, how's it going? I'm very well, Matt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, waiting for baby number two to arrive, but yeah, he was due on, on the 11th and we're at the 16th, so I figured we'll just record a golf show while we wait. <laughs> you might as well. And I'll have a word with you later because my wife's involved in uh, in uh, new babies anyway. So we could do with a holiday to America if you want to. We'll, we'll do that free for you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so good to finally talk to you. Uh, talk to you, kind of. We've talked, we've chatted before, but we haven't really spoke. Um, so I'm excited to to talk golf with you. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's um, like I said, I've been doing the other podcast for 105 episodes, I think now. Um, and you get sort of settled in. But this is great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Golf WRX gives me a chance to uh, talk nonsense on that side of the pond. Um, yeah, so let's see what we can do it verbally as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So I did mention how you guys are, are really hot on your show over there. Myself, I'm coming off a third place and a second place. Unfortunately, we don't have uh, each ways over here where I am. And mm. even if we did, I mean, the, I, there was 18 and the 20 to 1, so it, w it probably wouldn't have got it anyway. But I'm ready for, uh, for a winner over here. But I, I do want to talk quickly about last week in Scotty Scheffler because I'm historically I've always thought Scheffler had a tendency and I don't want to say you know choking qualities but I, I I never thought of him as that closer and I what do you feel how do you feel about him is that just a blip or do you think that could be potentially who he is do you know what I, I think I think everything we do um over here um is based on price I mean it's purely based on whether it's value or not value and he went through a stage, uh, and I said it hundreds of times on, on our pod, it went through a stage where every time I looked at stats and Xander was there, Scotty was there. I know it's Sheffield Shop Lab, but, you know, whatever, right? Um, every time they were there, and I kept bigging him up, and I kept bigging him up, bigging Scotty up all the time, and he was 50s, 60s, 60s. That's absolutely fine. He's now obviously been caught. Obviously, he's got the, the, the performances in the majors and, and the, the top of the range tournaments. Um, I think he's been caught by the bookmakers and potentially overrated every week um uh, do you know what I, I don't know what to think I, I think there's a number of players that are so ultra talented but don't have gameplay um i've been I, i've been saying this for a short one i i don't know what it is they, they're very fearless aren't they they come out of of college now and and you know they're fearless i mean you know who would have thought 19 year olds 20 year olds would come out and win on on either of the major tours they do it regularly now um and maybe that's an issue and uh, as they go through and, and they see their compatriots winning, um, maybe it affects them as they get into a challenging position. You know, I'll, you know, I went to college with him. I played college golf with with X. I played college golf with Y. Um, it's my turn to win, and it it affects them. I I, I just think Scotty, uh, I would say he needs another year, but I don't think he does. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he never doesn't look like a kid, does he, Matt? At all. You know, no, he looks no. like. Um, he looks like mid-30s guy you know he's huge and um he's got great game but there's there's sadly something missing to close it out i agree with you i think um we're lucky over here we get each way odds sort of first eight first seven all the time uh, which you don't get um and that's that's a problem when, you, when you're betting people like scotty scheffler right right exactly right i agree with a lot of things you said especially thinking about how you know maybe 10 15 years ago 25 26 was still considered very young on tour in terms of actually getting wins but now it isn't we've seen the guys like you know hovland wolf morikawa all these guys neiman who are, who are winning so young 
So the, I, th I think the added pressure is a thing. And I agree with you on the value part. The reason why I jumped on him um, at 20 to 1 last week, even though I agree with you, the value is much better at bigger tournaments, was I don't trust him down the stretch. And I thought if there was something he could win, it's going to be a swing event in Texas. So that's kind of why I went all in on him last week. And I thought, if anything, it would be that. But I do think he has a winning problem. And especially those guys who, I mean, if, if you want a guy who wants to get it done down the stretch, it's not a guy who is very shaky over three to six foot putts, which he is. Um, again, the, the advantage in terms of in terms of gambling um, is the exchanges over here, where um, you know you could have been on eighteen and twenty to one, and then obviously either overnight or halfway through Sunday, um, you could have laid off and and, and laid, you know got yourself a profit. So it's different. Right. It's different. You know, it's a different mindset, I think, over there as well. Um, you know, in terms of you know, punting. Obviously, I've I've only ever gambled over here, but there's 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 different tactics and there's different ways of looking at it. So I get why you would why you would be on him. I, you know, I can't can't argue with it. And he's going to win, and he's going to win one day when you and me and people are not on, and we're going to cry. But I think if he continually goes off eighteen and twenty now, I, I'm happy to leave him and. And look, maybe at getting a, you know, a place when he goes to you know, PGA or, you know, a long open or something like that, and and just hope he gets, you know, he gets placed and, and make the money that way. Because I don't have any interest in that sort of price, I'm afraid. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's that's a great point. Any other uh, takeaways from Houston before we move on to RSM? Oh, it's coke rack just went away and came back again, didn't he? <laughs> it's oh. uh, yeah, I know. It's, it, it can drive you around. The, it, the game can drive you around the bend, can't it? You know, um, <laughs> it can. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's one of them. It's, a, it's an end of season type event. Um, you've got a lot, you know, it's the same over here with the European tour. You know, we look at it and we look at it and there's just people we look at and we think they just can't, we know overnight they just can't win. Um, and they don't. Um, they have to fall over the line. So it, it really was a bit of sort of after you, after me. Um, I, I, you know, I was happy with. Um, I think I put up four or five of the uh, prop bets on on the site, um, and obviously Adam Long. I never ever thought he was going to win. I never thought he was going to be good enough, but he managed to to stay in the top twenty. And and Aaron Rye from over here also got a, a top twenty. So I was happy with that. But that's as close as I got, to be honest with you. So you did yeah. far better than me. Well, that's all you need to keep you to keep you going in some of those top twenties and. Funny about Kokrak is he's kind of a guy we thought of for ten years as a guy who couldn't win, and then one day it clicks, mm. and now now he's won three times in the last year and a half. So it, yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing what it does. I mean, uh, then I don't know how much you follow the the, um, uh, the European tour, but Richard Bland uh, mm -hmm. won in his forties after four hundred and I didn't put it up uh, four hundred whatever tournaments. We never ever thought he was going to win. He was my absolute uh, fade, if you like. Um, every Sunday in two balls and three balls, and I was making plenty of money doing it. And he beats Guido. Um, you know, he outdid Guido Migliozzi. Um, and and from then on, he's just been a machine. So what, what a win does for you confidence-wise is is incredible. And, and I just say, Coke Crack, I don't think is the uh, – uh, yeah, it would be horrible, but I don't think you'll make Mensa. Um, but he's won, and, and it's uh, – you know, it's uh, he's obviously got the exemptions. Uh, he's obviously got money, um, more money than he had before now. And uh, he's relaxing, so fair play to him. You know, if you can make the most of, of what you've got, then uh, you can't be knocked, can you? Right, I agree. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to the RSM Classic here. We are at 
Sea Island, there's two courses being played this week. We have the Seaside course, which is a par 70, seven, around 7,000 yards, and then the Plantation course, which is a par 72 at you know, 7,062 yards. Uh, the seaso Seaside is more like a, a coastal course. Um, that's a Fazio design. And then you have the Plantation course, which is more like a, a tree-lined, you know, kind of parkland type, type track. Uh, both Bermuda grass, both should be scorable. The past three winners of the event have all finished at 19 under, and all three of them also won in the playoff. Uh, anything to add on the course there, Jason? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I mean, I've got um, comparisons mostly to um, uh, Harbour Town for the Heritage. Um, yep. Obviously, Wind Wyndham comes in, etc. And it's it's all based on on the weather, isn't it? Around here, you know, if it's benign, then you know they can do what they like. But hopefully, the wind gets up a bit. I mean, the only other thing I noted. Uh, Matt was um, uh, scrambling in par four. So for a scorable course, um, I believe in, in the scrambling stats, uh, 2020, the top five scramblers finished first, second, 12th, 18th, 37th. Uh, 19, you had Duncan who led the scrambling. Noron was 10th, 18, Webb and uh, Kisner, third and seventh overall. Uh, Cook led the scrambling and won, obviously, um, and Mackenzie Hughes led the scramble in. Horsham was second, and they finished uh, first and second. So um, similar similar stats in the par fours as well. So for such a scorable course, we, we often look at openness and we look at par fives, giving it away. But, it, uh, you know, we've had, we've had a couple on the European Tour recently where we thought it was really, really easy and really open. And the scores have been around 19, 20, 21, uh, which indicate they are worried. And they weren't. They weren't as, as simple as, um, as the scores actually indicate. So... Hopefully, I, I do love a bit of wind. I prefer a level par tournament, to be honest with you. Um, so a bit of wind will be nice. Otherwise, it's just you know target golf, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I like tougher tracks, and I think you know it always sometimes feels like it's going to get out of control. But a lot of those tournaments that end around eighteen to twenty-one under end up finding its level somehow. Whether it's Saturday, a tough day, or Sunday, people get a little tight. It it always water usually finds its level. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully that happens again. And then we get three straight playoffs, which is kind of interesting. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I saw. Is I that saw a place? I saw a playoff this year it was plus three fifty. I don't know if that's something. Is is that the free money to not be a playoff because the odds are going to re revert, or who knows? Yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's heads and tails. If that's what the it, history, you know, history just can make fools of you, can't it? Um, the amount of times you look and and you see that you have to be up there to win a tournament, and you try and oppose it, and it just carries on. But one day it's got to change. I, do you know what? Plus 350 for a playoff, looking at this field, might, might not be too bad, to be honest with you. No, um, I, I was thinking about it as well. I think um, you'll get a run for 71 holes anyway. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's look at the field here. I, I don't think this first section will be will be too lengthy for us, but under 20 to 1. Let's, let's go under 22 to 1. you got Scheffler at 14. I'm using uh, Bet365, by the way, anyone listening. Scheffler, 14 to 1. Webb Simpson, 16 to 1. Cameron Smith, 18 to 1. And Louis, who stays in 22 to 1. Any thoughts on those guys? Uh, they're, they're not for me, to be honest with you. I'm interested in Louis, um, because really, uh, anything with wind and anything with links in your field is, you know, he's, he's really different class, to be honest with you. Um, he only got that fourth here like 10 years ago in the missed cut. But, um, yeah, you know, he's top 20 in par four performance last three months, 24th in scrambling. We know what he is, but does he turn up for these? And really doesn't. He only turns up for majors. Um, it's interesting why he is here, to be honest with you. So he would be the only one, but no, it's not. none of that's for me, mate, I'm afraid. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Um, those guys are too short for me. I don't think this is a place. I mean, you know, there are sometimes, you know, a U.S. Open, whatever, you want to get guys under 20 to 1 who typically win. But this isn't one of those places. I think the average uh, winning price around here is 150 to 1. But <laughs> I, I don't think this is a place you want to hit the top of the board. And I agree with you, Louis. And my only concern with him is he was the best putter in the world for almost two years. And it seems like the last few months when we've seen him, uh, it's been regressing a bit, which it usually comes in cycles. So I don't know if he's in one of those downward cycles here with the putter or it was just a blip. But yeah, but no, but in outright bets, no, we, we can't go up there. So the next range, uh, I'm saying 25 to 40. You got Russell Henley at 25, Corey Connors, Harris English at 30, Kevin Kisner at 35. I'm sure you guys have heard th that guy's name this week. Um, <laughs> Norn at 35 and Neiman at 35. Those are the guys under 40. Anyone there you're looking at? Um, sorry, mate, you, you, you broke up there. I do apologize. Um, I, I know who you've you've put up. I've read the I've read the piece. Um, so I'll let you go on about those two, which I agree they've got massive chances. But for me, it's all over Twitter all week, and therefore he cannot win. But I'm on anyway. He's Kevin Kisner. Um, I th just think his chance is so standout. Um, and if anyone's worried about his recent form, I've got this somewhere. The last uh, the last few winners have, have done nothing, to be honest with you. So if we look at somebody like Cook, he came off top, uh, tie 50, tie 20, tie 25. Um, Hughes, miscut, tied 68, tie 26. Streb, tied 55, miscut, tied 21. And even Kisner, when he won here, was miscut, tied 26. And when he was second, obviously, uh, 2020, Miscut, tied 14, tied 45, miscut. So I'm not bothered about recent form coming here. I'm more worried about um, the course suiting. And for me, he, he for me he stands out. Anybody under 50, this is the man to be on. 63 here last year. Um, round here, 34 rounds. It's 2011. Um, is a 263, 264s, 565s, 466s, and only four rounds over 70. Uh, putting, um, he's been ranking 7th, 20th, 17th, and 4th. In the four completed rounds where he gets stroke gains putting. Um, I don't care if he's in form or not. All his comparative form is there. He matches up with sort of Webb Simpson. Over, over When we do our pod, I've got these little groups of people. So when we talk about Webb, I always look at Daniel Berger and Kevin Kisner for the same sort of thing. When you go to Travellers, I look at Mark Leishman and Kevin Streelman and people like that as, as a group. If you fancy one, have a look at the others. And therefore, for me, he's more than double the price of Webb. And I think he's thrown in and, and I've backed him to win enough and therefore I will lose enough. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all excellent points. Um, and I think that's why he's popular because obviously people are seeing the same thing you are. And I think on paper, he makes a lot of sense. I am a, a contrarian by nature. I, I, it's tough for me to jump on the guy who the whole world is on. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I tend to avoid that because more often than not, it doesn't work out, but, <laughs> but uh, it has bit me in the past in the past two um but for this particular one i'm gonna lay off the kisner and i'm gonna let the whole world win and i'll stand on the oh, sidelines and watch but uh <laughs> but uh that but i do agree with everything you're saying um the, my guy yeah go for it it never happens i mean to be fair last week over here the whole world was on uh either jb hanson or laporta and they finished first and second so that you know that's never going to happen again for four years so i perfectly agree it's just the whole world's on he can't win but what do you do you know Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of went, I think it's a bit of a contrarian play this week is, is Harris English at, at 28, 30. Um, I like him a lot. I think 
if you look at guys like Henley, I mean, he's very popular. He's one of the most tipped guys I've seen so far. And I think Harris English is, you know, somewhat of a better version of Russell Henley. And he's at a better price this week. And, you know, he's a guy who I trust to win down the stretch. I was on him at the Travelers, and he's a guy who you can see. Uh, and I was at that event as well. And he's a guy who just makes putts when he needs to make putts. And that's I trust him down the stretch. Um He's one of those Sea Island boys that that have been being talked up all week. Uh, he's he's pretty good off the tee with the good drives. He's um, he's a great Bermuda putter. I, I just think this is a short course, and I think at short courses, he's one of the guys who is better than everybody else. And I, I know he hasn't had great success in the past. He did finish tied sixth last year, which I think is pretty good. Before that, nothing huge. But only concern is the injury thing. He withdrew last month at the CJ Cup. Um, I'm not sure if, if that really was anything. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I, I absolutely agree that everything you said, my only doubt about him was, was that it, it just, his form regressed completely as we went into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Was he carrying something um, that eventually, you know, took its toll? He's had a month off. It's, um, you know, we saw Sean Crocker over, over at the European tour. Um, he injured himself at the links and he's slowly, slowly been coming back. It's taken him three weeks to get back to, to his, his brilliant seat, a green game. So maybe it will take English another run, but I agree. I think if he is right, then, then plus 3,000 or 30 to 1 or whatever way you want to look at it, is um, he does stand out. He could, he could, you know, he had a brilliant year, didn't he? It, it, again, he came back from, to be honest, going away, didn't he? We wouldn't, we, nobody would have missed him if he'd have gone. And then suddenly, you know, over the last, what, 12, 14, 18 months, something like that, He's, 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 he's been fabulous. And I agree. I think when you look who's above, Scotty Scheffler at 14s or Harris English at 30, I mean, if they're both right, there's only one way you can put your money. Yeah, it's, it's English. And the course fit is just immaculate, I think. Mm. I think it's a perfect course for him. But um, So we'll see with the injury thing. But the, the thing is when you bet for win-only bets, if he, if he doesn't play well and he finishes last, that pays the same amount as if he finishes second for me. So I think win-only at 30-1 to 1 is, uh, is where I'm starting it. And that's that's the only guy I have under sixty to one this week. Yeah, yeah Kisner was Kis, English was just on the sidelines, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, my next one is um, uh, sixty-six. I think. Um, okay. I'll just yeah, I'll I'll talk real quick about. I mean, we're gonna we're probably gonna pass on this whole range, but one guy I did I am thinking about because I I don't have much invested this week, um, and I kind of want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Adam Scott? I know his approach. He, he lost last week. <laughs> yeah, you need to listen to what I think. Yeah, <laughs> on our pod, on our pod, I, I, I don't trust him, Scott. No, he popped at Wyndham, which made me think about it a little bit, and the number is pretty, pretty good. Um, but I, I, I the minus four strokes on approach last week was very concerning. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just don't get. It. I mean, normally we look at him and we worry about his putting, but when he's, when he's now losing it, um, you know, what he's his bread and butter, then, then. Yeah, I think you've got to worry. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have prejudices against players, but I just think when I've seen enough of somebody um, doing not what I expect them to do, basically, I, I, I don't, I, I simply don't trust him. I don't trust him on the greens, um, and then when he's good on the greens, he's, he's something else he's lacking. He doesn't seem to be able to put it together. And I just, I'm not saying he's not hungry. Um, I just don't know what's there really. I, I just prefer others, but. Yeah, maybe I've got this anti-Adam Scott thing going on that 
you know, what yeah. the hell I, it, it makes conversation. Yeah, uh, he's he's very likable, but he's very questionable when it comes to one his motivations of being here why is he going to really go and try to win the rsm i think at this point in his career he mentioned this in an interview last year that there's like 10 events that he truly cares about and his whole mm. purpose is to go and try to win one of those so i'm with you there um so my guy i'll, I'll start with my guy because i think he's priced a little shorter my guy's at 60 to 1 and it's justin rose um i like rose at 60 to 1 i think the number's fantastic uh you know and it reminds me of when he came into Wyndham and Everyone was saying, you know, he was he's off form, which which he is. But I think when he gets to a short Bermuda course, and I, I checked this out, and his in par seventies under seventy two hundred yards on Bermuda greens, he ranks second in the field in strokes gain total, only behind Webb Simpson. So I think he can play bad poorly for stretches, and we saw that the BMW PGA on the European Tour, he went in there with very little form, and he well, he made that eagle on eighteen, and he he got it pretty close. I think he finished in third or fourth place there. So I think he can come in with with not as great form as some of these other guys and in challenge to win. He was uh, top ten at at Wyndham, and I think uh, he's a guy at sixty to one. I think uh, in terms who if he gets in the mix, I trust him to make putts down the stretch. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's as hard as nails, Justin Rose. I mean, I wonder if he'll be um, just casting an eye over to uh, Dubai on the European tour. Um, and whether he thinks he should have, he should have played well enough to be there. At the end of the day, he didn't. So um, that's life. But yeah, a lot, he's he's a very likable player, isn't he? Um, as hard as nails, um, as you say, fantastic at the PGA. Um, played really, really well at Wentworth. Um, you've got Wyndham. I mean, yeah, he's he's plenty good enough. And to be honest, you make a very good case for him at the sort. What is he? Sixty, sixty-six, something like that. Yeah, sixty. Um, that's that's not bad. I mean, you know, uh, if you can get that. I'm just go trying to get the British odds up. Um, yeah, I mean that sort of price each way uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind that as fair pick, Matt. Yeah. And who who is your guy in the sixty-six range? Mine is Seamus Power. Um, if you take away last week's um, plate, Houston, and his figures were, you know, they were rubbish. Um, we looked at I looked into first and second round figures, and they were terrible. I I don't know what the the situation was there, but if I can ignore that, then I think he's probably had he not done that and finished, I don't know, 20th or something, you know, 18th, 20th, I think he'd be 45, maybe 50 to one this week. Maybe not even that. Um, he's absolutely flying. Uh, he's played 48 rounds since he finished ninth at the Byron Nelson. Obviously, he just bounced back to form. 32 of them are in the 60s. Uh, thir- last Thursday, 75 was his first round over 72 in that 48-round uh, run. Um, uh, he was He's tied second. Um, where am I going here? Sorry, he's top 16 scrambling over the last three months, which in this field I think is is sort of top 25, 28th in par fours. He's high enough up in driving accuracy. Um, Scrambling-wise, top 20 at Mexico, top 15 um, at the Bermuda, where he was uh, 12th in greens and reg and 5th in greens and reg the other way around. Uh, he's got the tied six at the RBC Heritage in 2019. That also came off a really bad run. Um and I know he's got four missed cuts here, but if you just pick the best of it, um, you know, he's got that 65 second round 2019. He's got um, 67, 68, 69, one round of all the others. And he's a much, much better player now. Um, I, I, I just, I'm giving him another chance and I'll only give him one more chance, but I think he might be 20 points too big just because of that missed cut last week. So, um, yeah, he's one I'm having to go at. 
I, uh, I agree with you. Number seems very good. Um, I'm not going to get there, but I do. I think all those are very good points. And I think, um, as you said, that we're getting a big, I, I always call it a miscut discount. And he, 12th at Bermuda, 11th at Mayakoba is, is pref preferred surface is Bermuda. Uh, I think, uh, he makes a lot of sense. And the number, the number's great. You look at a lot of guys priced this week in the 20 to 35 range who just don't have a double chance of winning as the guys in the 50 to 60 range. So I think there's value as you go down the board here. Yeah. Great. Uh, so the next guy, I guess we'll just say anyone else who we have left under a hundred for me is Matt Kuchar, 80 to one. He's another sea Island resident. Um, I know he's been not playing very well of late and, but he did finish 22nd at Mayakoba, uh, which is a place he had won at. So I'm sure that brought back some comfortable feelings. Uh, unless we're talking about the, the caddy fiasco, but, uh, I think, uh, a short course, you know, in a place he's definitely very comfortable. His course history isn't great, but obviously he is in that area. He used that practice facility all the time. Uh, he, and he's, like I said, with Rose on those short Bermuda courses, I said, Rose ranked second in that, uh, in the past 36 rounds. And if you go back past 50 rounds, Kucha ranked sixth on those short Bermuda courses. So I think he knows the spots he can compete at at this stage in his career. This is definitely one of them. And as I said before, with the win equity thing, if he is Matt Kuchar that we know he is, he can win. Um, and if he's not, he's 80 to one and that's fine. And we move on. But I think for the, the win equity you get with him as a guy, if he gets in the mix, he has as good a chance to win as anybody. 100%. Absolutely with you. 100%. Can't argue. Great. I'll try to, I'd love to, because that's in my nature. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely with him. Look at where he wins. It's ridiculous. Honda Heritage, Hawaii, Sony. It all fits. His driving accuracy, um, second and fourth, the last two. Perfect for here. Around the green, he's doing the fine scrambling. Uh, 32 rounds around here, 19 to 68 or less. He was 14th after the third round here last year. Um, I, I'm, I agree. I mean, there was a bit of 90 to 1 each way first five over here, um, which I had a small bit of. So, yeah, I'm with you, Matt. We'll cheer him on. Yeah, we'll cheer on the two Matt's, shall we? Yeah. Awesome. I think I'm going to um, I'm gonna throw a top five on him there just in case, um, as, as well as the outright. Is there, is there anyone else you like who's under 100 to 1 this week? There isn't. I, I mean, Danny Lee doesn't owe me any favours after the last couple of weeks. Um, quite interested in him. He obviously, if he's, I said in the column, I think, a couple of weeks ago, if he's back, then he is back. And he is back. Um but I've just left him out just because how many can you do? Um, but he, he worries me because I think if he's coming back to form, then, then we're not going to get 70 and 80 to one in this sort of event much longer. But you can't back him all, so I've left him out. It's, it, yeah, especially with the each ways that you do over there. It's He's very volatile. Like if he doesn't – if he's not in the mix, he could come in dead last. Hmm. Um, so the, I have two guys above 100 to one. And uh, I'm hoping you can convince me on another one because I'd like to throw another dart at this thing. So <laughs> anyone you like? Uh, yeah, I've got two over 100. One of, one of them you'll laugh at. The other one, first one is Aaron Rye, um, who's coming over from here. Um, obviously, yeah, he got his PGA card after performing decent um, on the Corn Ferry sort of deciders. Um, second at the, is it the Alberto, is it the Boaz, Boaz Open? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. We don't do pronunciation very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, uh, played exceptionally well there. You know, 66, 63, 67, last three rounds. Taking his time to get to um, get to sort of feel what the PGA 
Uh, very, very ambitious character. Very fastidious. I mean, he will plan every shot. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not slow, but he will plan every single blade of grass. Um, and he's getting there. I mean, he, you know, he's now gone uh, 50, you know, 15th at um, Mexico, 19th at Houston. Um, done me a favour last week. This is exactly what he wants. If the wind blows and it gets harder, then rise who you want. I mean, one uh, Scottish Open um, in horrendous conditions, should have possibly won the Irish as well. Could have actually won three in a row over here last year. Um, he's, he's a progressive character, very, very quiet. It's not flashy. He's not showy. People don't see him coming, to be honest with you. Um, he's got a similar sort of game to Christian uh, Bezindu Howe, who we can't pronounce either. Uh, so we call him Bez. Um, so very, very similar game, but not quite as um, – doesn't grab the headlines as much. And, yeah, he, again, he'll be – most of these will be in my prop bets column. But Rye, definitely, I'll be looking at for another top 20 again at least. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. He seems to be putting better over there as he did here. And I wonder whether it might be the Bermuda that's helping. I don't know. But he's a terrific short game player. Finds fairways and greens. Yeah, yeah. I think if you – yeah, at 10,000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, to have a little bit on him. Yeah, I did see. Uh, I did see uh, 125 to one, which I actually was thinking about before talking to you. I do follow the European Tour, obviously not as closely as you, but I do know his style of game, and I know he's he's been very good over there. And I think shorter, tighter tracks. I know, I know this one isn't tight, but it's definitely it's definitely short, so it it can neutralize kind of his limitations with driving distance. And but I know the problem has been the with the putting, and I know the guy who's going to win here is probably going to gain five or six strokes putting as as they usually do. So. Like you said, it's going to come down to whether he can make putts or not, and, and yeah, actually contending. So I mean, it's it's a very it's a, it's a, it's the wind, isn't it? It's all about. Um, I always say, you know, they all they all play their own game. It's just whether their particular asset, their particular advantage, translates through the field, you know. And and if it's a if it's a level playing field, he's not, you know, if it's uh, minus twenty two, and if there's no wind, he's he's not going to win. Um, but we take that, you know, take the chance that if he's there at halfway, uh, he, he's not going to go anywhere. He, he'll plod along. He's a bit like John Catlin over here. We always we always talk about Catlin over here, um, and we say it's no it's no good for him because they're going to win in twenty two under. As soon as as soon as we know that the winning scores will be twelve thirteen under, then we're interested in Catlin because his asset it, it sort of negates all the negatives that other people can't perform like he can at, in certain conditions. Uh, whereas, you know, if it's an open field, then he's just not going to be able to do to do the job. So, Ryan needs win, but who can, at three figures, you know, as you say, as you say, Matt, hundred twenty five, hundred, whatever he is for a top twenty, top thirty, who cares, you know? Right. That almost reminds me like a Danny Willett type thing. Uh, oh, shh, don't mention Danny. Willett. We're all on Danny Willett this week. Oh, right I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'll I'll go right to uh, my my guys in the hundred range. I get Scott Piercy, hundred twenty five to one. Um, you know, I, I at first looking at it, I was like, I don't think he's a he's a guy who plays these short Bermuda courses well. But then I, I looked more into it, and last year he he finished in 18th place here last year, which I thought was pretty good for him. Um, and he also finished at third place at Harbortown in in 2019. And then last week he led the field in Houston in in strokes gained approach. So he is with the with the irons right now. He is absolutely locked in. And he's not a good putter, but Bermuda is his preferred surface. So I thought a guy with that type of form coming in here at a uh, 125 to one, I thought it was a pretty good price. 
I looked hard. I looked hard because when I was doing the initial research, there he was, second around the green, ninth tee to green. Of, uh, sorry, uh, 13th around the green is 40th tee to green, which is, which is full PGA field anyway. Um, third at the RBC Heritage. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I looked at him and then I thought, it's Scott Piercy. Um, and then I crossed him out again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's horrible, isn't it? I shouldn't be like that, really, because if the numbers say it, then, then you know, you should try. But uh, having said that, you know, my fella's, as I say, equally as laughable. Um, but no, I agree. He's playing absolutely fine. Um, he, he's come back after, after that controversy, obviously, um, a while ago. Yeah, I, yep. again, I can't argue. He's very progressive, isn't he? I mean, he's got enough top 10s, top 20s recently. Uh, 40th, then 19th at Houston. He's coming to a place that, yeah, I agree, that, that he likes. Um, not going to argue with you, unfortunately. Again, I, I, I really do need to get a bit harder. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's hear the guy who I'm going to laugh at. Rory Sabatini. Oh, uh, so... Go on, you, I'll wait. <laughs> you, you have the wrong guy here. I'm one of the biggest Sabs guys out there. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it was, it was. Look, I, I went through it, and as I say, I, the, the scrambling, the par fours, just just popped up to me, and and I kept looking and going, well, why is that when when clearly it's scorable? But it's obviously the linksy effect, um, and as you say, as we go to Saturday and Sunday, and as it gets a bit harder, and the wind blows, and they might tuck the pins away. Third in scrambling over three months, fifth in par fours over three months, nineteenth in driving accuracy. That is ignore the name who it is. That itself just screams to me. I know he's only played, I think, 12 rounds, something silly. Um, but um, that still was well worth looking at. And when we look at the world's best Slovakian player, um, we've got to go back. But, you know, one Honda, one Byron Nelson, one Colonial, second at Sony, second at Pebble. We know where he's going to play. Um, he's third at the Shriners, was an excellent effort, 64 final round to come again. He's got the top 10 at the Wyndham, where he was 15th greens, 15th scrambling, 21st putting. And here when he was 12th last year, 22nd in 2014, 27th, 2012. I don't know. You were talking about, um, who was it you were talking about saying he's either going to win or he's going to come last? Danny Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, here's a man, here's a man that you have no, surely you have no idea what he's going to do. He could win. He could be 10th. He could be last. I've got no idea. I just thought 150 to one with those, figures um with that shriners windham obviously the olympics was a bit mad um but we, i'm ignoring that for this really but it's just a confidence thing um yeah what the hell i you know if i always say if you don't think he's going to win the bigger the price that he is the bigger price he is top 20 so yeah it's true. Um, yeah i'm going to lob him in somehow not sure how i'll i'll publish that article later on and i'll worry about it yeah yeah, I was uh, I was on him at Wyndham after the Olympics, and um, I thought I mean I think midway through the third round he was in the top five, and he ended up finishing tenth. But I thought he had a chance to win that one, so um, I, I have no issue with that. So all the all the corollary courses he's he's great at. So I think that's a that's actually an interesting name that I kind of skimmed right by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so I have one last guy here, 130 to one, Tyler Duncan. Um, normally, one thing I like to avoid is going for repeat winners. I just I think it's too tough to predict and it's too difficult to do, and it happens so rarely that on the same course that I, I just tend to completely ignore that. And uh, so, you know, so I but with this course, I think it's a little bit different because we saw Streb win last year. That was the second time he won on the course. You see the same guys, Kisner pops up every year, Chris Kirk pops up every year, Webb, and these guys who play well every single time here. And I think with Duncan, who had won, won here in the playoff in 2019, I think 
him coming in here in decent form, probably the best form he's been in a, in a few years, going back to a place he's very comfortable at a place repeat winners do win. Um, and then you, you mentioned some par four scoring. Eight of the par fours here are between 400 and 450 yards on the seaside course. In the past 24 rounds in this field, he ranks first in the field in efficiency on those par fours. So I think it's a chance to go back on him at triple digits. Really interesting. I saw you, I saw you put him up on your column. And uh, lastly, we recorded our, our pod on, on a Monday night. And uh, the other two guys were all over Tyler Duncan. So it's really interesting that you put him up as well. And it was so much so that I actually said, okay, I, I'm with you. Um, you've convinced me. I'm going to jump in. So uh, now you're on as well. I, I might have to go and get a bank loan and uh, treble, <laughs> my, uh, treble, my, treble my stake. You make a good case. And, and exactly right. If you're going to say Tyler Duncan is 45 to 1, then, then you can argue. But... You know what do you want. You know, you, you, it's, it, this is not a you know a match horse race or anything. This is you know 150 man field, and and you're making a case for you know 100. What is he? 150 something like that? Is he something like 125, 150? Yeah. Um, so you're making a case for him, and it's a good case. And and I haven't, I have had a little bit on him just because I was convinced last night. So really interesting that you put him up as well. Um, yeah. Good luck. So, yeah, so that's good. good. Um, so perfect. I thought uh, I thought this was great. It was awesome talking to you. And I, uh, anything else to add on this on this event before we move on? No, 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 no. Absolutely, no. It's it's good fun. I, I, I as, as you might have gathered by now, I'm happy to sit there and chat for hours. I've just got two articles to write. Um. <laughs> yeah, excellent. I think I think this was great. I really enjoyed it. No, no worries, mate. No worries at all. All right. See you later. Good luck this week. Yeah. Good luck, mate. Cheers.